What do you think? I think we're dead meat. Real dead meat. Go ahead and laugh, you guys. If I find a little glasses of business, it's dead meat. Welcome to the Dead Meat Podcast, an extension of the YouTube channel Dead Meat. I'm James. I'm Chelsea. We're boyfriend and girlfriend, and we like to get scared together. So before we get to this week's very special guest, I want to talk about our sponsor for this episode, Empty Faces. Empty Faces. Yeah. It's a monthly subscription box. But it's so much more than that. It's a creepy story that gets mailed to you in installments, and you are an active participant in the story. Yeah, this is not a box of stuff that you're getting and just like putting Looking on a at shelf. Looking and thinking, this is cool, and then you put it somewhere. No, this is stuff that, you know, you have stuff to decode. There's weird newspaper articles and journal entries. It's cool because, you know, we live in a very digital age, and we like to kick back with a movie or TV show, but sometimes it's fun to do something that's very tangible and kind of a bit more removed from the screens and that's what this felt like we just had all this stuff spread out over our kitchen table we were pouring over all these weird journal entries and stuff it was a lot of fun like you could do this with the significant other friends by yourself you can really creep yourself out and do it by yourself because oh, it is yeah. scary it's a scary story it's a scary thing which is great yeah. and yeah it was just a great couples activity what would we get there because it's not just like letters and stuff oh, we yeah, also got I, like uh yeah there's little trinkets in here too so this is a i think a moon pendant yeah and it, it told us to wear this um while we were sleeping mm-hmm. and then a bundle of sage to cleanse the air of bad spirits bad vibes yeah so it's a fun mystery uh spooky thing that like you're like you said an active participant in yeah so if you want to try it they only accept 200 new members a day so go to their website now and apply emptyfaces.com and bonus if you want 10 percent off your first box use the code dead meat that's that, right all one word dead meat like the show dead meat yeah. it's us yeah, yeah so emptyfaces.com emptyfaces.com code, code word, word. Dead, dead meat. me do it it's nice. fun and it's a lot of fun <laughs> it really is like i'm not i'm not bsing you it's really fun yeah we literally sat down like spent an evening doing this it was a lot of fun <laughs> all right on to the show that's right all right so now happy to introduce our guest film composer john masari hey john hi how are you guys doing great We're i'm so, happy so to excited have you on here. yeah this is gonna be so fun so what we've kind of come up with since John is a composer, you probably all know him as a horror composer. He did. What movies have you done that our audience would? Well, uh, right off the bat, in the horror genre proper uh, that I can talk about right now, yes. is, uh, <laughs> is are some things that have in the past. Obviously, the classic uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And um, one of the installments of the puppet master series called retro puppet master yes that's the sixth movie but takes place uh first chronologically at least Mm -hmm. out of the first like six movies it's the first one most recently the end of last year coming into this year is a Bigfoot movie. What's the title of that one? It's called Cherokee Creek. Cherokee Creek. Ooh, it takes right. place it takes place in Texas. It's a lot of a lot of fun. It's it tested well. I know when I first saw the rough cut, mm-hmm. um this will give you some insight into the business. When you see the first rough cut, some horror movies you go, 
oh my god, this has problems. <laughs> so you know, and you and you, and you want to rewrite the script. You you, you want to say, well, why didn't they just take, um, let's say, uh, training day, and <laughs> just switch out all the characters with uh, serial killers or something? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, why did you try to do this thing? that's not making sense, and it's like we and it takes so much work mm -hmm. it, 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 after the fact to to bring it to life. Mm -hmm. And I won't mention which movies i've worked on that are like that my names are not on them i've just been called in to help yeah this is, hi <laughs> look at a this fixer situation yeah <laughs> look at this yes we have to <laughs> it's coming out like next year <laughs> i don't know what to do <laughs> you know so um luckily but with this one and a few other movies i've worked on recently that uh they're not up for discussion unfortunately uh you just look at it and you go oh wow great you guys are you just got it going on. This is just so. It is. This is like I, I can work with this. You know. It's, I. You know. Yeah. It's interesting to hear that you you're being brought in because you're not an editor. You're a composer. No. So it's interesting that you get brought in when a movie's still at a stage where oh no, this needs some work done. Like this. Oh, needs and a they will ask you overhaul. Yeah. What, what do you think of this scene? <laughs> like it, we're thinking of getting rid of it. Wow. Were you? Were you? Dude, like, I'm here to make music. Yeah. Were, you, were, you, were, you, were you scared? Did it make you laugh? Did it? You know? Did it affect you in the ways that we want it to? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I say, well, uh, let me see. If if it was me, I would just focus on this aspect on it and <laughs> then go to the other one. But that's just me, you know, because you know, I tell every director, I can direct and produce any movie after it's been shot. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, because taking it, let me tell you, taking it from a story idea, making a script, planning out shots, and put, is not a small task. No. It is not an easy task whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. And anyone that can do it marginally successfully, in my opinion, has accomplished quite a bit. Yeah. Because yep. there's a lot of things you could do to kind of put it together and yeah. make, make it work. We always fix. say that because we, we often do episodes on movies that mm. are uh, not considered the best. And mm -hmm. we like to, to make fun of them and kind of poke at them. But then we always say... They made a movie. We yeah. didn't. We're just yeah. sitting here talking about it. Like we didn't. And it's hard. Like we both, you know, went to film school. Making a movie from scratch is so hard. Even making something crappy from scratch is so hard. <laughs> I don't well, think people realize. Think of yourself as a, a captain of a ship. You have to have a crew that looks up to you and wants wants to uh, <clears throat> accomplish the best not just for you but for the film itself mm -hmm. so that that's an art in itself to get everyone on your side to follow along i know when i do music production i, I tell every i get really great people together i go here is our outcome this is what we're working toward and you all know what to do in your specific field of expertise let's just all make sure we keep on base because this is what i would like to accomplish at the end you know, um, <clears throat> so uh, so for a filmmaker that has to do that with actors, with technicians, with other artists and writers and things like that, it's you know it's not f it's not for the squeamish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, agreed. So I think what I I would really like to do, and this was uh, your idea, and I thought that this was such a cool way to to talk about some movies that people requested. Uh, to have us talk about with a composer, mm -hmm. you picked some movies to talk about yes, where specifically you haven't seen them, mm -hmm. but have you have listened to the score. 
Right. And yes. these are movies we've all seen. Like we've seen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I think it'll be really fun to kind of go back and forth and talk about what to you sticks out about each score mm-hmm. and kind of what you get from that score and and almost, you know, seeing if you're able to envision that movie in your head and maybe okay. kind of picking apart what makes them effective. And okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's very easy. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, first of all, I want to thank your, your listeners and your viewers, your subscribers, for coming up with such really good suggestions right, yeah there were there so were so many of them yeah. i had to like okay you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna uh, process elimination i'm gonna make it challenging for <laughs> myself and for all of us and uh and uh pick the movies that i have not seen specifically and um two you know i i, I know i picked i picked one composer i went to school with i'm sorry just had I, maybe that's favoritism i don't know <laughs> it does totally but fine. he just does such incredible stuff yeah mm-hmm. you know every time i say okay it's christopher young so chris young is very 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 talented and when i listen to his music uh it's basically it, him and bishara and um uh, David Newman also. Okay. I listen with great interest, and and I like listening to the music by itself without the, uh, without the film, mm-hmm. because um, what we strive to do is make a, a musical piece of music. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter for what genre that's going to work for this the scene that you're doing and, and elicit all the emotion that you're supposed to listen to, and then you can sit back and listen to it, close your eyes and listen to it, and you can come up with your own. Uh, scenario, your, yes. your own your own visuals. I think that's yeah. why it's so cool you haven't seen these because yes. I just want to know what's going on in your head okay. while you're listening. Where do we to start? Them. Oh, well, I'll start from the top of the list. Sure. Number one, <laughs> Insidious by Joseph Bishara. Now, uh, I know uh, I've become um, acquainted recently with Joseph, the past about a year and a half, and um, I listened to this. And what I like about it is that he has these uh, these terrifying and brilliant textures. He he makes use of what's called a prepared piano. Do you know what that is? No. Okay, not. it's a piano that has <clears throat> been. Um, I, I don't want to say broken, but um, but altered to mm-hmm. sound differently. Like they may put nuts and bolts between the, you know, okay. there's, a, oh, there's a piano, cool. right? And there's the cables that go across across the soundboard. Yeah. They'll put various materials inside and they'll play around with it to yeah. see, you know, that boing, 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 like that. And maybe there'll be a, a sympathetic vibration with something else, like a, maybe a piece of wood or a cork mm-hmm. or, like I said, nuts and bolts and what have you. And things that will rattle on top of the keys. Oh, so cool. he will, I, I, I could just tell, he, they, they aren't like samples of prepared pianos he probably arranged to listening to it he probably arranged for his own special setup so it's going to have a very unique sound so what 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 insidious what really strikes me is you have these horrific terrifying textures of music that go through that if you almost don't want to see what it accompanies Mm -hmm. you know that's how terrifying is and then all of a sudden He'll 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 draft everything out to a, a a portion that's very tonal and thematic, and it's like it's almost like a reward. Yeah. 
And it's you could tell a lot of care was put into the 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 beautiful part as much as the terrifying part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's some crazy uh, strings in there that like yes. yeah just give you anxiety listening to it. Yeah, and it's and it's. Um, uh, oh yeah, I just made a note to myself. And I'm, we're just commenting on the music. I have not seen the films at all. And what's great is that now this is going to be on my new playlist, and hopefully some of them are on Netflix or Hulu because that's all I know how to operate. <laughs> <laughs> that's the closest thing to changing the channel, yeah. like an old TV. <laughs> you know. Uh, okay, so um, the next one was Conjuring, The Conjuring mm. Two. Now, what I like about that is, like Philip Glass for Candyman, he he chose to have a, a coral texture be its center point. Yeah, which can be very dramatic. Mm-hmm. You know, you just think you're surrounded by a bunch of people, and, and depending on how they're singing, it, it's it can almost be you know terrifying and judgmental. You said they meant the world to you. This is what you'll be leaving behind. He uses the choir in such a way that's terrifying, and then it, it comes out, and he has solo soloists sing also. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, and I can't even imagine what the story is about, but because it's like, oh, it's very seductive. There's a solo female voice in here, and I'm, I'm trying to guess what the text what the text yeah. is. I, I don't know it's, if it's, it's Latin interesting or interesting because you know going back, I kind of want to talk about both these just because they are the same composer. So mm. in Insidious, when you talk about this, like the, was it an altered piano? Yes. Uh, it makes me think of and, and weirdly enough, the scene I'm thinking of is not a scene accompanied by the the score. It's accompanied by a Tiny Tim song oh, is, yeah. is the end. It's uh, which Tiny Tim is it? Tiptoe through, through the, the Tulips. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's this demon who is Joseph Bashara, I believe leave uh and i think he, he's the darth, he is the darth maul demon oh wow yeah. and it's he wow. is like what is he? he's like operating this crank and sharpening his nails i can imagine him just sitting there with his long nails playing a creepy piano like <laughs> and what's fascinating to me i can't imagine that any of these two films were temp tracked with something else. And if they were, he mm-hmm. threw it out. Yeah. Um, something stood out to me when you were describing the music from The Conjuring, and that mm-hmm. was just the use of the choir and the the female voice and kind of the yes. femaleness of it. And and that movie is a, a family with all female children. The whole <laughs> is there family. A spoiler alert in here? <laughs> no, okay, no, good. no, 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 no. It is a, a lovely, darling family of the the mom, the dad, and I forget how many girls they have. A bunch, like four. It's one of my so, yeah. favorite. I always think I like that dynamic in movies for some reason. I think of Pride and Prejudice and things like that, where they have like the oh, beleaguered dad with like five girls daughters. <laughs> but I love, yeah. So that's interesting that the the femaleness of that score. Now, Insidious has several you. incarnations, correct? Is uh, there more than one? I think there are three at this point. Yeah, my Maybe. goodness, that's wonderful. There's yeah. so many movies in that controverse. <laughs> I don't think Insidious is part of the controverse. Is it not? No, it was just made. <gasps> is by it James the similar? Uh, is it the same team? Uh, I think James James Wan, Wan yeah, did both okay. of them, yeah, mm-hmm. bit, and that would make sense with the uh, the same composer. So there's yeah. no crossover of like Alien and so. Predator. I <laughs> know, great example, <laughs> which is which is so cool. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, dude! I just finished covering Predator. I love Alien Predator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's like I, I don't think he, I don't. I don't, see, I don't think you can do enough of them. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I got I st- another uh, new Predator coming I out. still want to go to the Predator planet. Oh. See what it's like. Oh, yeah. have we seen Gravity's got to be heavier. It's hotter there. <laughs> uh, 
you know, I don't know. I didn't what, know you were such a big. Are uh, there, are 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 there lady people? predators? Yeah, when are we gonna get some lady predators? <laughs> I think yeah. in the I think in the expanded universe there are. In the uh, oh, you mean the comic like books, comics, and stuff yeah. that I haven't, we just haven't bought divulged in yet. Uh, how, how do you feel about Ellen Silvestri's score in the Predator movies? The new one uh, or the original one? The original one, yeah. This is how I feel about it. When I saw it, <laughs> yeah. I, this is what I. This is how I listened to it the first time in the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I took okay. I have a confession to make. Uh oh. I took a <clears throat> Sony Walkman. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I thought you were cup. going to say I took a substance and went and saw a presenter. No. <laughs> no, I took it's a, a judgment free. Sony, Sony, uh, Sony Walkman is not a substance. Yeah. We, we, it's like an audio, analog audio cassette recorder. <laughs> it's like a mechanism. It's, it's this plastic thing with tape on little reels. You put it in. And um, it's like the voice recorder app on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> So I took that with me, yeah, and it had these this beautiful stereo microphone. I just sat with it. I just like played, listened to it quietly. <laughs> I did that with Ghostbusters too. Ghostbusters has an incredible score in that the timing is absolutely perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. the t- comedic timing of that is is worth great study. That's one of the things that made that movie very successful is the Ooh. timing of the music. Not only is it great music, it cuts in, picks up, slows mm-hmm. down, speeds up. Perfectly, yeah. That's you know, something was, most people wouldn't think about, like with comedy. No, it's mm-hmm. like there, there are just like certain things that happened, and 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 I ripped off every single one of uh, um, Elmer Bernstein's moves. Yeah, for when I do comedy, I just mm-hmm. think of those hours of listening to uh, go, not even watching Ghostbusters, but like nine times and listening to the score. You know, really helped with comedy because comedy <laughs> is. Very difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very difficult. As difficult as horror. Because mm-hmm. to set up a good scare is well, not easy. Yeah, they're the yeah. two things that are really trying to elicit a response to, from the yeah. audience. Right. Okay, we're going to go to um, to Sinister, to Chris Young. Oh, yeah. Sinister. Okay. Your boy, now, Chris. Here, here's what's interesting. Uh, to I... I don't even have a clue what it's about. It is about my nightmares. I, I I'm guess so I'm saying uh, sinister. I'm thinking, ha ha. You know, the, the guy with <laughs> oh, the, you the mustache. That would, be, that would be so funny if that's what he did. But actually, he's just like. Yeah, uh, we nicknamed oh, him Mr. A Spooky he, there's Face. There's a person. Oh, yeah, God. he's Bagul is his name. He's a real Bagool creepy looking dude. And, and so so let me guess. Is it like, it's not a monster. He's like a real person that's like mm. dangerous. No. No, no. Oh, he's, but he is supernatural. Oh, he's, oh, okay. he's humanoid, but he's supernatural for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, that was your guess was kind of like. Maybe that was influenced by the title as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, what does the the music make you think of? Okay, Chris? well, here's what the, the piece that I listened to. Yeah, it had what we call uh, found sounds. Like there are, uh, it may be sounds of like someone talking in an elevator shaft, and maybe uh, uh, some kind of mechanical noise, and they're all collected and like. How can I put this together in a musical way? Mm-hmm. And it, that's what was fascinating to me. Oh, cool! And that's what Chris. That's what Chris Young did. And you know, there's there's a there's a classical composer by the name of Karl Heinz Stockhausen, this German composer, and he um, he what his, what his technique was. Of course, he was a classical music. He knew how to write a piano sonata, but when he wanted to create music, it was like sonic landscapes. His first performances were met with horror and confusion as audiences struggled to understand music lacking conventional harmony. And so he didn't have digital audio workstations, but he had tape. 
And he would do things to the tape in ways that when he played it back, it was like insanely interesting. Like he recorded trombone playing as loud as he possibly can for as long as he possibly can. Then he took that tape and put it on a kind of like a <clears throat> a, a metal um, uh, uh, table where he can cut across, cut on a bias. Mm-hmm. And the bias would go on for like many feet. And so when this like super loud noise played, it was like, mm, you know, it had a, a completely different character. Well, it reminded me of Sinister. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's like messing with, he's like finding film and like old tape reels yes. and like having to mess with them to see like what's really on them and yeah. everything. And really? So it's he so interesting the, that that's what you grab from reel. that is like found things yes. and altering tapes and things like that because right. that's a big part of that movie yes. is see yeah, yeah. It's all so cool chris <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if i had a hat i would take it off <laughs> and by the way chris is a very wonderful person yeah yeah well he's very, uh, his his other credits yeah uh hellraiser, hellraiser yes nightmare on elm street 2 so should we move on to um it follows sure yes. okay now, It Follows is uh, composed by Disaster Piece, yeah. also known as... Rich Freeland. Yes, Rich Freeland. And I, I got to say, uh, I, when I heard the main title, I noticed right off the bat, it, it, it may be subconscious, but there's a, a nod to the Twilight Zone theme. It just kind of occurred to me. Um, I have no idea what It Follows is about. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like a, a modern-day... Uh, a storyline, correct? I, I saw. Oh yeah, this uh, I saw out, a vintage um, car. Yeah, and, and it's, I didn't it's, see a trailer. I just saw like images. It's out. kind of ambiguous as far as uh, like when it's, time. it's set. It's, it's weird. Kind of it exists in a weird because um, mm-hmm. some of the characters have cell phones, but it looks like it could also be the late eighties. It's very weird. Yeah, um, but yeah, that like came out a few and, years ago. Or, yeah, it's it's. Yeah. And I love this because you guys have seen it and I haven't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like your two kids are saying, oh, yeah, th- th- this is great. This is, you got to see it because yeah. it has these things. It was in shot it. literally in my hometown. Like, oh, yeah, seriously. Weird like my see. friend's aunt's house is in it, like uh-huh. in the movie. It's very weird watching a horror movie that takes place in your own backyard, pretty much. Well, when I was listening to it, I, I listened to the, the main title and I was very 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 happy at what i heard because it had like a pedigree to it i could just tell there was influences from like what we used to call um um <clears throat> progressive rock hell yeah right <laughs> right uh emerson lake palmer and yep, yes, yep. And things yes. like that and I'm, I'm i'm listening to like oh my gosh that sounds like a, a farfesia organ and that sounds like this that you know it, it was the textures the the to say that it's just electronica mm-hmm. I, I think does it a disservice because i think what he's done is he t- he's taken that medium and has created some uh, awesome uh awesome textures and music um uh oh and there's this there's this creative noise manipulation that he has in it that's very effective mm-hmm. and um i i just finished something this afternoon <laughs> that had that had that element and it's the most fun thing in the world to deal with it but what you want to do is you want to find things that are effective and sometimes you have to create them yourselves and there, there's all kinds of ways, you know, if it's like in my house, I'm going, wait a minute, my refrigerator is making a really weird sound. I have to record that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was reading an interview with 
disaster piece. Uh-huh. And he was saying that they, so they were working on the movie and then it got accepted into Cannes. Mm-hmm. And so their timeline basically was just halved. And so he had to make, he, a lot of it was temp stuff that they just liked and they used a lot of that temp stuff to kind of make the final thing i think it was kind of the sometimes that trap you fall into i know that's happened to us where we make something and we just put it in a temp track and then you realize i actually just kind of like this and it's hard for anything else to sound (laughs) well that makes sense because oftentimes when when a film's finished it's like it's like there's a fire alarm that goes off it says we have to like get this this has to be out in the market Mm -hmm. within a certain amount of time or we're losing our window Mm -hmm. and uh in i've helped prepare um films for distribution and they said okay we got distribution all these markets want it but we have to be consistent we have to give that score and so it's like you basically have to use it do a knockoff Mm -hmm. yeah and it's like everyone's done it Mm -hmm. everyone's done it and it's Here's what's not fun about it. So when you use something, you're hearing something that's like very inspired and very awesome piece of music, and I go, shoot, I got to do something like that. But I got to do it in a shorter amount of time. You just get into it, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, you have to, I have to catch myself. I go, wait a minute, that's not really my, my music. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm kind of copying all the moves of two different, probably a dozen different composers that I use to create that score. Sometimes I mash up. Sometimes I put one score from one movie and on top of another creates an interesting texture. So I had, now I have to, oh God, I have, I have to do that now. I have to make that happen from scratch. Yeah. You know? So it's like, uh, you know, you just, it's uh, long hours. Yeah. That's just what it, what it's all about. Um, uh, there's a composer I admire very much, uh, Michael Giacchino. He does banker's hours, and uh, he works so efficiently. He composes for eight hours, but he has teams of people that pick up, pick the ball up from oh, okay. a- after him. Mm-hmm. And often, sometimes, I know with me, uh, just because I can't leave well enough alone, I, you know, I, I not only compose the music, I will uh, do all the sequencing, creating, and production the music, and sometimes I'll mix it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I've been very blessed to have. Uh, gotten tutelage from re- very great uh, audio engineers and music mixers that have helped me and still help me. I still send them some. I go, do I have, is this is this going to work? And they'll say, oh, you've got to trim this and trim that. They'll tell me what to do. Still to this day, which, you know, is always good. It's always good to have someone check your work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never be never be above that. <laughs> um, so um, anyways, so yeah, I, I can understand uh, with um, with Rich, yeah. how that's how he had to do it. But whatever I heard sounded pretty damn good. Yeah, <laughs> and it's funny that you you kind of mentioned being inspired by stuff that okay, this already exists. Now, how do I make this myself? Mm-hmm. I, I think they were really inspired, or he was inspired by John Carpenter. That yeah, day. yeah. And yeah. so it was okay. Well, how do I do that but not have it be John Carpenter? Right. And I think it was yeah successful. If it didn't sound like that to you, because <laughs> all know? this is all this is working together because we got. Candyman coming up next, mm-hmm. and then after that we have Phantasm. Now we've talked about John Carpenter, and the, now you know do 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 we dare say that John Carpenter's theme to Hall- Halloween was uh, it modeled in some part by Mike Oldfield from Tubular oh, Bells? Oh, Tubular Bells. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay, yeah. I, I used to yeah. always get those two mixed yeah. up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, there's nothing wrong with. It. By the way, Mike Oldfield is still making music. He had an album come out last year. Oh, really? 2017. Yeah. 
Yeah. I so, listened to all of you know, Van, Van, the other day when I was researching for this. Like, talk about progress. Van Gel- yeah. Van, you know, even Van Gelis is he's still making music. Wow. You know. Um, so, uh, yeah, with Tubi, was, here's what's interesting about Tubi Bells. You, you know, associate it with the exorcist, mm-hmm. a, a little girl that's being, you know, possessed. But when you really go deep, really go deeper into it, and you listen mm-hmm. to music by itself, it's actually beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's very it's pretty. Great. We get pl- like 25 minutes in, you're like, this doesn't even sound like the exorcist <laughs> anymore. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very placid, very, yeah. um, uh, very serene, mm-hmm. uh, very comforting. But then at the same time, there is a, t- a slight, um, irony in the music and i think that's what they tuned in on because when you think of it there's an innocent girl inside the body that's being possessed by satan and this is all she has is the innocence Mm -hmm. you know Uh, and so that's what it's not a scary thing it's like there's innocence that's being you know you know suffocated by evil but it's still there, it's still powerful, mm-hmm. you know. So, anyways, that's that's what I got out of it when I f- first heard it millions of years ago. <laughs> Did uh, it follows? Now we're going to go on to Candyman. Yes, yeah, yeah. This, this is was, maybe my favorite. This theme. was the required. James was like, "All right." He can pick whatever he wants, but Candyman's got to be in here. You, Candyman's got. I'm so glad you did. I have not seen Candyman. Oh, yeah, it's, it's and great. I, and I love this uh, the score. And what is it? Uh, Tony Todd. Yeah, is in it. and Tony he's, Todd's going to be in a movie. He's featured in a movie coming out very soon. Hellfest. 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 Okay. Yeah. So um, Candyman. So here's it's so weird when I first heard like the first like four minutes. I'm thinking my producer mind came in. I go, oh, this makes sense. Why bother hiring a string section when you just have a big choir? You know, they you know, choir people, choir folks are nice, and they're you know they bring baked goods, <laughs> you know, and uh, you know probably just a change of pace. I, I wouldn't be surprised. There's got to be. I wish I got to see. I got to see the movie to see what the actual decision to have a choral section that when you listen to it. It's like, oh, that's the violas. There's playing an arpeggio here. There's the the violins are coming in, and it's even even laid out like a string section, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you have two organs, and I'm not sure. I don't think there's much percussion in it. Usually, I don't think there is. Usually, yeah. in, in, in um, Philip Glass, there's a lot of per- production. Um, excuse me, percussion, and that's what I like about it is that he said, "This is the palette that I'm going to have. I'm mm-hmm. going to create my music with these two or three different colors." And come hell or high water, I'm going to get through it. I just mm-hmm. want, I love it. Do I know you? No. No. But you doubted me. Now I just want to know what the hell it's going to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to, candy man, what does that mean? Yeah. Does a guy sells candy to kids <laughs> and, and they disappear? I mean, what, what's going on? There are bees involved. There's bees. bees which uh-huh. is weird. Um, there's a hook hand. Yeah, he's and, like a guy who was. Uh, and there's a sequels to this. There, there are, are yeah. that delve deeper into Candyman's history. He's, it's also it's Tony a, Todd, it's and he Tony, was like, it's a Clive Barker story. It's based on a Clive Candyman Barker story. Candyman is a. Uh, he he's is a, a monster, a deceased man. Yeah, he's was, like a ghost. He's like you know when you when you stand in front of the mirror and, and you Bloody say Bloody Mary. Mary, Bloody Mary, and it's like the urban legend that she'll get you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's like Candyman. that. That's Candyman. You like you look say in the mirror Candyman. and you say Candyman five times. Five times. They give you a lot of time to bail out, yeah. and then he'll appear. And that happened in The Witch, where the kids would go, Black Philip, Black Philip. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, the goat starts talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's. Um, it, it's. I feel like it's a horror movie that is also love story. It's mm-hmm. like very kind of 
uh, through the ages love story, but a very twisted mm-hmm. love story because the the well, backstory, no, he has a love story with who? Um, it's Virginia Madsen. Yes. So the the his whole thing is that he is the ghost. Is it accurate to I'd say? I'd say ghost of a of a guy who, when he was alive, he was a slave who fell in love with a white woman. And then he was like killed, like he was lynched, and so oh. that's his. And he was lynched by they dumped honey on him. Oh my god, oh, and that's the bees. Oh, and, the bees. and that's yeah. what the bees yeah. are. So then he like his whole thing is he'll open up his jacket and there's just like bees that come out. It's yeah. awesome. I love it. <laughs> it's it's a very it's cool really movie. really good. And there's a lot of 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 subtext in that movie about like class division division and race division it's really like there's a lot going on in i gotta movie. check this yeah out. It's, I mean, it's a clive barker movie and this yeah. is a, this is an original story it's not based on some it's based on clive bar uh clive barker story so he also did hellraiser but um, i mean these he... are his characters oh yeah exactly he didn't find like some book or a comic book or something like that to make it he just came out yeah, yeah. very much like our dear friends the kyoto brothers yeah, yeah. <laughs> they said guys you want to make a movie uh sure uh, come up with an idea Just come first. up with it and, said, and the, well let me see let me see and they came up with killer clowns from outer space <laughs> yeah. I mean how bizarre and yeah. creative that can that sounds be? like it'd be a comic book and it's like yeah. you know Frank Zappa talks about that <laughs> nice. era where executives would say what do you got that's new yeah you know and you know the cigar chomping executive <laughs> and okay we'll make it if it works we'll, we'll do another one you know something like that and I think maybe maybe there's too much you know there's some good stuff being done, mm-hmm. you know, but I think um, uh, I think people are too scared, you know, because you're putting a lot out on the line when you're putting a movie out. Mm-hmm. So we've yeah. got uh, we're talking about Phantasm. Yes, yeah. yes, Phantasm. the movie Phantasm. Yeah, who, who I met Don Coscarelli and I never saw his movie. Oh man, it's a weird it's one. A lot of fun. I consider it because we, we covered it on, it on this the podcast, podcast early yeah. on. That was before we on. were. doing Did you have videos. him as a guest? No, no God, it was just us talking about the movie. But I remember calling it kind of like the prog, the prog rock, rock of, of horror, horror movies because yeah. like it's such a bizarre like surreal kind of heady cerebral movie with mm-hmm. like just a lot of things going in and out and so mm-hmm. it's funny that we we're talking about prog rock and like yeah yeah i, I love the theme it's great it's kind of like halloween in that uh well I, I i always have like i was saying before we started recording how much respect i have for directors who also compose their own movies mm-hmm. like john carpenter and in this case uh don well don coscarelli didn't he also like edit it he he did like he did everything, everything on yeah. this movie yeah, yeah. yeah it was like he's younger movie. than us too Oh, when he did it? I think so. Well, a lot of people are younger than us nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but look at what you guys are doing. Don't don't don't, uh, don't sell yourself short. <laughs> this is short. our jaws, James. Just don't don't <laughs> sell yourself short, man. Because uh, oh, midway in the film, I I see here's some Frank Zappa influence. Nice. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. some you know just bizarre uh-huh. stuff, just like. In, we're gonna just throw this in right here to <laughs> shock everyone, and and then um, oh, uh, um, there's some, there's actually some uh, Bloister Cult. I don't know if you're familiar with the metal early metal band called Bloister Cult. Oh yeah, there's some sure. Bloister Cult influences in. It. I love it. I love it. I was listening to oh that's great, because um, uh, Bloister Cult they had some very good uh, thematic development in their music, even though it was quote unquote rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, we were just talking about Blue Oyster Cult and well, the, how it's tragic that the one thing most people know of them is Don't Fear the Reaper. Yeah, but there's, yeah, there's, so yeah. Much there's more tons Blue of Oyster stuff. Cult. There's tons of stuff. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> Dominant Submission. I mean, I used to, that, my band used to play all their, most of their albums. Uh -huh. It was just in, insane. Um, uh, then there's uh, some influences of uh, funk music, some George Clinton. Nice. And some Steely Dan. <laughs> so they got it all covered yeah. in that movie. Now I got to see what the hell the movie's about. <laughs> So, and here's another situation where their their resources were limited, mm -hmm. but that didn't stop them from creating something interesting. So, our next film, which I have not seen. Yeah. And I want to see. And they, made, they made five of them. Uh, oh, if we're right? talking or about six, the right movie. Oh, no. Saw? We're on eight. We're, there are yeah. eight Saws now. I know. <laughs> It's when you were re when you were researching it yesterday. I, <laughs> I don't know, you know, no, the sun comes out in the morning or not. <laughs> There's eight of them. Yeah, but now see, when you were researching Jeez. yesterday, there were five, and then when you woke up today, there were eight of them. That's how so fast so you we were cranking you, these you think, out. You think they did another two during our conversation? <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. Yep, okay, so we're talking about the very first saw, yes. yeah. which was done by Charlie Clauser, who mm -hmm. is a member of Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, a band that I very much love uh, Trent Reznor is uh, I, I uh, admire Trent Reznor very much I admire his journey in life and I admire his creativity when you listen to someone a composer's work and you're just so intrigued not by you know just like just listening to it not picking it apart just listening to it and letting it take you letting the music take you where the music is supposed to take you you just like you say then you stop so okay i have to know how this is done <laughs> i i have no who who did it how is it done and um and that's always a great sign uh the main time uh, the main thing goes from nothing a little hammer dulcimer you yeah. know what that is <laughs> a little hammer dulcimer mm -hmm. To this giant wall of sound, which is with the nine-inch nails thing. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, it's just so thick, and um, and, and it's funny. At one point, it says, oh, "You know, there's a little bit of live and let die in this." Oh, uh, <laughs> nice. yeah, yeah, dude, okay, yeah, which is yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. which is perfectly yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, uh, and of, of course, because he's with nine-inch nails, his, his use of distortion mm -hmm. and grit. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. just just when you need it, you know, it's so it's so definitive. Yeah, you know? I, honestly, it's that, not just a mess of sound. It's very very calculated. Mm -hmm. I would say that his score is probably one of the uh, most important things to that movie because that yeah. movie was made with no budget uh -huh. uh, and you can kind of tell sometimes because like some of the ways they edit around things there's uh in particular a car chase scene mm -hmm. that they just filmed <laughs> by uh shooting through the windshield and shaking the car and having like a fog machine blow like you never see the cars in motion because they had so little money but you hear this music and it 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 like carries the film. It gives yeah. you so much in the the thought and uh, yeah, just gives I guarantee that. they didn't tell the composer that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> he just said he. I buy it. It's a chase. It's the car's moving. Yeah, ninety miles an hour. Yeah, no and, problem with that. And it's funny because like you know Nine Snails is like industrial music. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. kind of their genre, and like it's it's feels like an industrial film saga. Yeah, so like for sure. it's a perfect marriage like of this music. The whole film feels dirty. The music sounds dirty. Like it's all yeah. just it all feels like there's a thick film. And the over and the everything. building that you mentioned is uh is he is, yeah, that's, he's, he's, yeah. he's the saw, saw guy. Yeah. yeah. That's Billy the Puppet. Billy, yeah. Although people always think that his name so is So is it saw. like Child's Play where there's a No, that would, no I, that alive. would be the best That's thing. That's what a lot of people think Honestly, that. Honestly, he's just, there's a lot going on in the if song. I'm writing movies, a, there's also like a, a pig head. Oh yeah, there's like a like a random pig head. There's a lot of a lot of 
a lot of. Well, things. who wears the pig head? Um, Pete, those uh, are spoilers. His hel- his hel- okay, there's a lot of twists in Saw, and that's why I like that you you described it as like building to yeah, something. Yeah, there's a lot of. Stuff. Here's yeah. here's what I know about Saw. Saw okay. okay, there's surgical, there's white white background and surgical equipment. Yeah. Oh yeah, and from things the that you mm-hmm. weigh things that you cut with the surgical equipment yeah and it says saw yeah and it's like really nothing good cap happens yeah, <laughs> yeah, no yeah, yeah. it's very you know? bloody very and so it's just like one of those things and i remember didn't they come out in like 1998 2004 2004 yeah but then they came out with one every single year for seven years okay it was like a tv show the production was like no did he, did charlie he, do all of them he or? worked on the first three or four okay. and those are really like the core yeah he set the standard yeah yeah and oh, those I like see. have the same crew yeah. and everything and after that they like kind of branch off but mm-hmm. i have a question john yeah. This, and this might not be an easy one to answer or one that you don't think uh, really has an answer, but do you, is there someone who you feel is the is like the best film composer of all time? Oh, gosh, there's a lot of great yeah. film yeah. composers. Yeah, because I always hate the, an- the question of, like, what's your favorite one thing? But, like, mm-hmm. you know, well, um, maybe a handful or... Okay, well, I, I can't say that they are the best music, but I know that every time he talks about his music and his process... He talks about it so simply and elegantly, and I go, oh, I feel much better now. It's John Williams. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know? Now, uh, uh, I was watching Jaws for the first time all the way through mm-hmm. the other night with my daughters, and we're listening, and all of a sudden, my oldest daughter goes, wait a minute, this kind of sounds like going down Diagon Alley. <laughs> You know, it's like, you know, you know, it's every time they were chasing after the shark and they had the shark on the run, there was this adventurous mm-hmm. music, you mm-hmm. know, it's just, you know, so you suspend belief. You go, oh, it's not going to be so bad. They're going to catch the shark. They're going to be okay. No one's going to get eaten and <laughs> torn to pieces. Mm. This is going to be great, you know. <laughs> so I, I can't say he's the best mm-hmm. uh, composer around. Yeah. Everyone has their... Um, <clears throat> has a, a a voice to land they have an observation you know uh my mentor bill conti i used to just l- listen to him like wow okay yeah he, he just had the ways of talking about music talking about how, what it's like to work in the career work in this career mm-hmm. and uh what he had to go through and what you know basically is what like what are you willing to do you know are you willing to stay up for two days straight and make sure something's done and done right and have no excuses and know that in 10 years you're going to listen to it and go, ah, yeah, I did that accomplishment. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, uh, you know, everyone, ha- everyone has, uh, you know, uh, Randy Newman, when he talks about his process and things like that, he, he, he brings a lot to the table, you know. So I can't answer your question. I don't sure. know who the best yeah. is. There is no best. There is no king of film Of course music, not. No, you know? no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, for the longest time, John Williams and Jerry Goldsmith were considered the deans of film music. And John Williams, God bless his heart, he's in his... 80s and still going still going still going performing right. at the bowl every year still performing <laughs> at the bowl and he um, you know I think what now we you know what's wonderful now I think he just t- says listen I need nine months to do this score yeah don't don't expect me to do it in two and a half <laughs> you know and and so that's giving him a lot more uh, uh, freedom to maybe be even more creative and leave us with something incredible well, I think that's a great place to 
to end this. This I don't want. Like I could talk forever. Well, I want to thank you for having me. It's yeah. Really oh, thank you so an much. An honor for being here in in your environment. Yeah. All of our toys, basically our sick toys. stuff. <laughs> you know, everywhere. There's a, there's a pig head over there. Yes. There's like stuff that like I think if if the police pulled you over and and they opened up your trunk that you you would they would ask you more questions. Oh yeah, man. we had I forget who we had come over to like repair something and we had to be like just so you know like we have a lot of horror stuff yeah. and it. it's like weird in here. Yeah, it, it's cool. like a horror. Jo- it's like a Halloween shop. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I. But I, I am honored that you you had me uh, as your guest, and you guys are are really awesome. I, thank you for coming to my concert. Oh, oh absolutely! My God, it was so fun. Do, yes. do you want to like tell people about that or your your future plans? For oh that? yes, yes. Well, yeah, uh, please do. Thank you for saying that. James and Chelsea were so sweet to come to my uh, concert. And they did a wonderful video piece, and they got to capture the magic of the fans from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It was like, a fun video. To I, make. I feel like it's a <laughs> theater full of my uh, nieces and nephews. <laughs> you know, it's just I feel like it's a family affair because everyone was so happy. My two daughters uh, and uh, their friends came over, and that was the most rewarding part. We just hung out and talked. They wanted to see my dressing room. <laughs> wow, is this your dressing room? And it's yeah, it's got this little, you know, the lights on the mirror and all that <laughs> sort of stuff. And uh, so anyways, that was my most wonderful part. So I'm happy to report that we are in very healthy talks mm. with the powers that be in order to make this available. It's like, it's content Right, uh, it's a a, a concert mm-hmm. live to film with Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It has with the Dickies. Yes. The Dickies mm-hmm. are a part of the package. Nice, and uh, it's being packaged in such a way that basically we're, we've created content for the various orchestras throughout the United States, Canada, Europe, uh, the UK, um, and. Uh, Australia. Wow. So, uh, so this is like so when someone's looking for to program something interesting, this is already packaged. This this concert's ready to go. All the things that are in place to be able to put it in front of an audience. It's just a matter of uh, a. a um, an orchestra saying, "Oh my goodness, this would be great for our summer program." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or this would be for Halloween. Oh, this is perfect. We'll have Harry Potter one week and Killer Clowns from Outer Space. People can come. You're required to come in costume. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you want Killer Clowns to come to you, which you should because it's so much yeah. fun. Seriously, contact your city's orchestra, your city's symphony. Yes. And who they can contact KMI Presents. That's the organization that's doing all the bookings. KMI Presents. KMI Presents. Okay. Anyways, the fact that you guys were there was so awesome. And... and uh, we love you. We love you very much. <laughs> Keep watching all those great horror films because it's because of you that we're here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and, and you want to keep the, the kill counts will keep coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so you so much. It. Yeah, uh, thank you. You want to wrap us up? Sure, yeah. Uh, be sure to follow Dead Meat on social media at Dead Meat James on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, I'm at Carebeck, C-A-R-E-B-E-C-C on Twitter and Instagram. John, if people want to follow you. Sure. I'm John. You can Google John Masari and everything will come up. I'm on Instagram, John Masari. Facebook, John Masari Composer. John Masari Film Composer. And Twitter, just plain old John Masari. Yeah. Perfect. 
All right. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week with a movie review. Yes. But yeah, until then, I'm James. I'm Chelsea. And I'm John Masari. Yep. And this has been the <laughs> Dead Meat Podcast. Thanks, everyone. Good night. Good night.